It's 11.24 a.m. here, but over in most of the Middle East, it's about 5.24 p.m. And in that area where our newscasts this morning are telling us that there is bombing and catfights with airplanes over the Golan Heights, I remember just a year ago this week of sharing an experience in that same area with some of you who are present here this morning. At the earlier service, I told the congregation how it was my privilege just one year ago this week, together with two other pastor friends, to serve just north of the Golden Heights, northwest there on the quiet, Sea of Galilee, the sea upon which our Lord sailed many times. I had the privilege of serving Holy Communion on a Jewish boat, this sacrament which is so sacred to Christians. We made great preparation. We had stopped in Nazareth the town where our Lord was born, and, and we bought some bread that the Arabs use. It doesn't look like bread. It looks like a flat pancake to us. From our hotel in Jerusalem, we had taken what was supposed to be some type of grape juice that turned out to be apple cider, and we carried these on a boat that we had terrible times making connection, but there is the motor was about to stall after we had a very difficult time getting it started in the first place on the quiet sea, which our Lord stilled more than once. We broke bread and we shared the cup. My earnest prayer is that the Lord in this day of battle can still not only that sea, but those brothers of mankind who are fighting against one another in a war that seems so senseless and so unnecessary. But in our communion service, each one of the 37 of us aboard, together with an Arab Christian waiter that we had taken with us from our hotel, we, we broke the bread and then we shared the cup, and each one of us, as a memorial to that particular occasion, we received an olive wood chalice. This is mine. It's very dear to me. I keep it close by. It sits on my desk in my study here at the church. As I traveled into some of those homes, it's been real interesting to me to for me to see where some of those people had placed this cherished cup. And that came to mind because of the anniversary date and because also I knew I would be standing before you today breaking bread. Mr. Bruder will be doing that for you and I will be giving you the cup. I wonder, what will you do with your cup? I know what some of my 
friends have done with this cup, but what will you do with the cup which today is given to you? And of course I do not mean the plastic or glass vessels which will contain the juice. Or if you want to keep those, uh, go ahead, put an extra dime in the offering plate next week, but take those if you want. But I don't mean specifically that cup from which you will drink, but I, I mean that symbolic cup which enhances and encompasses all of the concepts and ideas which we eat and drink of as we break bread and pour the cup. What will you do with this cup? It's your cup, you know. What will you do with it today? Tomorrow? Next week? Next year? You, you can do many things with it, you know. You can, you can throw it out. You can make sure that it has absolutely no more meaning past this hour. Or it can be something that is very real and sacred and powerful in your life. Our Lord, I believe, when he gave his disciples the cup, he wanted them to realize it was a gift. And I think this is one of the things that we can do with our cups, is to realize anew that we are here today and each one of us will be given a cup and it will be given to us. We don't earn it, we don't deserve it, no one of us could buy it. There's only one way you get the cup of salvation, and that is when the Lord gives it to you. And he's giving it to us anew today. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus on that night, Mr. Bruders read it to us, took bread, blessed it, broke it, he gave it to his disciples. Then he took the cup and he gave it to his disciples, as I will be doing in a few moments in the name of Christ. May I suggest that as you take that little vessel and you look at it, may you realize what it symbolizes and signifies that this is the cup of salvation and it's yours because God through the death of Jesus Christ has given it given it to whoever will take it secondly I think our Lord would want us to know that even though we don't understand nor could we explain or comprehend what all is involved in the meaning of that cup it's really not necessary. You know, our disciples, they drank the cup before the cross. They didn't know what all this meant when Jesus broke bread and poured the cup. Many of you here today, you could not explain theologically or philosophically what it is that is transpiring in this hour of communion. 
Then those of us who think we know perhaps could not explain it intelligently so that you could understand it. But you know, in a way, I don't think that really matters whether or not you understand this formula or you fully comprehend what it is that you're doing. Let me assure you, though, that everything that is necessary for your salvation is in the cup which you will be holding today. Everything that you need to know about faith and hope and love, it's in that cup. Be assured that all the forgiveness that is necessary to forgive your dirty sins, it's there in the cup. Really, God can't do any more to tell us that he created us, that he loves us, that he's working for the good in all things, and that he'll never make us go through more than what we can endure. And what you can find right there in the symbolic cup, your cup. Oh, we're not to be ignorant, brethren. We should try to understand the great mysteries of life and of death and of the communion that we have with the Lord, both on this and on the other side. But the important thing for us today is to realize that what God wants us to know most about the cup is that we're to drink it. Jesus gave this mysterious cup, which he called the new covenant in my blood. And he said to the disciples, Drink ye all of it. And that's it. The important thing, you see, for your cup to become your cup is that you must drink of it. Symbolically, this means that you must, even though you realize that with all the gifts you have in life, your cup runneth over. And even though you know that you cannot understand or comprehend, let alone explain to someone else what is involved in this, nevertheless, in faith, you drink believing. Jesus wants you to do this in memory of him whose body was broken for you and whose blood was shed for you. In other words, as you come to the table or the table comes to you and you handle the bread and you drink the cup, it becomes your cup when you drink of it. When you commit yourself, even though you fully don't understand it, all you realize is that it's wonderful and it's great and there's something happening in your life today. And you say, Lord, I believe. Lord, I accept your love. Lord, I commit myself and I drink following your command. You see, there can be no communion without commitment, and no commitment without you having communion. That's what we're talking about here, and I know there are many people 
We don't quite understand that. That's one of the reason we, reasons we have held our spiritual life emphasis week, special services. They're wonderful, weren't they? And I want to express my appreciation to the faithful of the congregation who made sacrifice to come and to be here. I said it in the earlier service and I say it again. We were very fortunate, guided by the providence of God, to have a man, Dick Armstrong, who came and in this pulpit on four different occasions opened up his heart and he shared his cup with us. Many of us were moved. As I indicated this morning, it is my belief that after last weekend, this church will never be the same. I prophesy that in years to come, last weekend and Monday and Tuesday of this past week, will prove to be a turning point in the lives of this church because it turned many a life around. We're going to feel its effect for years and years to come. And all I can do is thank God for that time. I know some of you were deeply moved. Others of you don't even know what we're talking about. But something happened. And all I say to you people who feel that something happened to you you don't understand it, it frightens you to death, you wonder what tomorrow holds. Please take your cup and commit yourself to this mystery, to this gift, and believe me, you will have communion, for that's what it's all about. The cup is going to be given to you. You may not understand it, but it's yours if you take it and if you commit yourself, you will find a communion with God.